welcome back to another episode of the Flipping the Industry podcast. I'm your host, Tori Johnston, and I am here with our amazing guest, Amanda Gotro. You can go ahead and introduce yourself, Amanda. Hey, y'all. I'm Amanda. I am an IBE platform artist and a master's educator. I have a small suite in Louisiana. And my Instagram is amanda.distilledhairco. Okay, you guys have to go follow her because her suite is freaking goals. Um, you just moved in there, what, how many months ago was it? Uh, June 6th was our first day. Right? It's like dreamy. It's crazy. It took forever to get everything settled, but I'm so glad we're in there. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. So you guys definitely go follow so you can creep and like get some salon inspo because it is adorable. I absolutely love it. So we're here today to talk about different kinds of growth behind the chair. I'm really excited to talk about this because I feel like it's something that not very many people do talk about or maybe there's just this like implied growth plan for stylists like you graduate hair school you become an assistant or you do a commission and then you go booth rent and then you got to open a salon or open a salon suite and I just don't agree with that entirely um I think that there are many different paths that you can take outside of school and many different paths that you can take even once you're working behind the chair so I wanted to talk about the different growths that you, Amanda, have experienced behind the chair, just like the different journeys that you've had. Because I feel like you are one who is going to be able to share your story um, genuinely. And I know that there are others out there who relate, but maybe haven't been able to connect with someone. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I feel like I've been around the world in my hair journey. (laughs) Uh, So I've been doing hair. We figured this out the other day. I've been behind the chair for like 15 years, which (gasps) I'm kind of like, how am I old enough to have been there for 15 years? But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I started out as a commission stylist. I've literally never been an assistant, anything. Um, So I started out as a commission stylist and then moved to another salon, started out commission, switched to booth rent, and then I met a friend through, um, once I first got out of hair school, met a friend, we both kind of had some similar views on where we thought we were going. So we both moved to a salon suite after a couple years in what we thought was preparation for opening a salon. So after about two years of being in a suite, we opened a pretty big salon. We were right at 2,000 square feet, nine chairs. And then a few years later, I decided to actually step back from that, became a booth renter again. Yes. And then after a couple of years, I'm like back in a suite. So <laughs> I think it like all has to do with the season that you're in in life where different types of structures will fit better. And I think that instead of us evaluating 
that on a scale of success, we should just start looking at it as what you need in that season. Oh, 1000% because it's, I mean, I definitely have the tendency to like change, but at each stage of where I went on my next journey, I was just in a different season and a different place in my life and needed different things in my career. Entirely. And now that you're in more of an education role with IBE, it makes sense for you to have your own space, have your own suite, which by the way, it's not small at all. It's not like this little bitty suite, everybody. Like it is probably what the size of two or three. How many, or do you know how many square feet it is? It's like right at 300. Yeah. So it's big enough. I could have three chairs in there, but I only have it set up for two so that it's my chair and my assistant's chair. And then I wanted to have space for when shadowing happened or any type of master's education. I had room to do what I needed to do on the education side of things and not be crammed in my suite. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is beautiful. It's the perfect space. And so it makes sense for you to be in there now and have like more control over your environment, but also still have like a space of your own. So I think that like that is what I would say for people the most is like just go where each season in life is calling you to go and don't measure it like – Don't measure your success based on the kind of structure that you're working in. 100%. I don't know when that happened, but that totally, I feel like, is a thing, don't you? I'm like, it's when we grew up. Yeah, but it's not true. Like, having your own space, it's like so much work. Like, just stay where you're at. Do have someone like do the stuff for you because it is a lot, right? Oh my gosh, I made a post the other day. And it was kind of like joking, but you know that saying, um, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And I'm like, that's BS. Like (laughs) it's still work. I love it, but it's still a lot of freaking things to do. That is so funny. It's so true. It's like, there are so many things that go into the job that we love, like that support it, that are so necessary for us to do that maybe we don't necessarily love like taking pictures of our clients, like that can be fun sometimes, but other times it's like the very last thing you want to do. Or like taking the trash out at the end of the, <laughs> end of the day when you're like, I really want to go home and you're like, shoot. Yep. <laughs> and it's like little things like that. Like it's just full circle. It's crazy. So I want to f- talk to you about like, was there something specifically that you learned from going from a suite to owning a salon to a renter now back to a suite? Like, is there something that along that way you picked up that you could share with anybody out there, anybody that's hanging out with us today? (laughs) When you think you have it all figured out, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Like in the best way, like we moved into the original suite, which by the way, was like a eight by 10 box. We each had our own. We didn't have a window. We didn't have anything. 
And we just thought that moving to a suite was just going to prepare us for opening this bigger salon with having employees and having all these different things. And then we decided to make that move. And it's just like, I don't know what we thought being in a box by ourselves was going to prepare us having employees, but it definitely did not. That's so funny. And then, you know, just each step really taught me a lot about what I wanted out of my career and out of life. And it was always kind of one of those, oh, the grass is greener on the other side. And then you get into it and you realize, I, I thought that's what I wanted, but actually... I'm realizing that that's not even close to what I want. I agree. Um, you know, I'm in a larger suite as well. And some days I'm like, oh my gosh, like, c- could I just go to work and go home for once? Like, I love it. But also, I mean, there are some things that they humble you. It can't all be like sunshine and rainbows everywhere you work. So, no. So, I guess just like spend some more time in the space that you're in to prepare for the place that you're going. Um, Even when you think you're ready, it's kind of like that toner that you think is ready to rinse. Like, what do they say? Wait like another minute or wait five more minutes and then rinse it. (laughs) Same with your career. Like wherever you're at, wait a minute more, wait five more minutes and then make your move. Well, and even like things that you kind of have to like weigh your options with. So once I went from being an actual salon owner to back in the situation of booth running, like I loved the salon that I was in. I loved the people that I worked with. It There was really no reason that I was like, oh, I need to leave this place. But the problem was I outgrew my chair mm-hmm. because I – I was on a different path with now I was getting into educating and having stylish shadow and just different parts of that journey. And it was a really tough decision to be like, okay, what is next? Like, I love who I work with. I love the environment that I work in, but now I'm kind of like also on this different path, kind of what do I do? Yeah. So now that I'm in a suite again, there's definitely still those aspects of being in a salon that I miss, but at the same time, like I absolutely am set up for the place that I am at in my life and in my journey. Yeah. Now that you're at in your salon suite, it it just supports like the goals that you have planned for the future. Yes. I think that that has to kind of align too. Like I've been evaluating a lot of things as well. Like what am I doing? doing (laughs) you know like what actually was going on not really but like where am I going where do I want this to go this business model that I have like what's it doing for me what do I have planned for it to continue to, to do for me what lifestyle do I want this business to support for me outside of work so there's just so many different things that you have to to weigh when it comes to like choosing the direction of growth that you're going to pursue. Yes. So thousand percent. What is something your business did that you didn't expect? Like what was something that you were like, Oh, okay. Wow. Was that like your moment, like doing IBE, like getting into extensions, like, Whoa, everybody wants this. Yeah. It's insane. Like, I guess I never expected my business to grow. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, 
through all the years, I definitely used to be a stylist that was like, I'm more, 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 one more education certification, one more service to add. Oh, this, that, and other. I was, I like always needed change. And I can remember <laughs> talking to my husband in the bathroom once I found IBE and I was like, you know, this could really change my career behind the chair. <laughs> and like just kind of talking, not really believing that, but in my mind, I guess I kind of did. So I got certified in IBE. I think I literally got my actual certification a week, maybe two before everything shut down with COVID. Mm. And I freaked out. I was like, I just paid all this money for this certification. Um, I How am I going to do this? Yes. And coming back from shutdown, it was insane. It was like a whole shift in my mindset of how I've always been. I put everything into IBE and it quickly got to the point where I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting really busy with IBE. And at this point I have 13 years of clientele that still needs to get in. Mm-hmm. what do I can remember talking to you Tori and I was like I don't know what to do but I'm working a million hours and don't know how to balance it all yeah and just that guidance of okay you kind of have to start deciding what's next and I never had to do that before no I know when that growth takes off when you're not ready for it oh my gosh it can be so overwhelming and so stressful and you're just trying to do it all and it's literally not possible to do it all and so there's something that will suffer whether that's your home life whether that's social media whether that's you know your client's experience or whatever I mean something is going to suffer when you're trying to balance everything and so it's so hard and there's like a small window of time for you to really make those changes for it to really work in your favor. Otherwise, then things can go like downhill. Well, and I feel like too, over the years that I've been in the industry, the industry has changed a a lot. Like whenever I was first in school and everything like that, assisting was not a super common thing. And I don't know if it was just in my area or just as a general rule, it wasn't like a Mm -hmm. very talked about thing. Social media was not a very talked about thing. It was a, you get out of school, you hustle, you do every service you possibly can. You work 70 hours a week and you still make no money. And then over the years, it's work smarter, not harder It's okay to not do every single service under the sun. It's okay to not work 70 hours. It's okay to, and that was like a huge mind shift that was very hard to make. It was like, well, if I'm not working 70 hours, I'm not doing my job. I'm not good enough. I'm not this. With that older like mindset of it being like, you don't say no to a service. Like everything is yes. Yes. For sure. And then to switch now to, no, I only offer this. And for your clients, like, okay, something I have always thought about talking about on here, and who knows, I may have, and I've forgotten. We train our clients. Like, we train them. They either, they know that we are booked out, and we always talk about being booked out to our clients, and then 
when they we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot because then they if their friend wants to come to us they're like no they're too busy for you or you're going to take my spot you know so then they don't get their friends to come to us and then it's like well crap or if we train them like oh yeah we do any service I'll cut your hair I'll cut your son's hair I'll cut your husband's hair I'll cut your mom's hair I'll do her color I'll do their color like we train them to think that way. And so then when we start to pull back and start to like actually like take away those services or those offerings, it's like, they're like, wait, what, what's going on now? <laughs> like, what's going well, on? And then it's like, I'm so sorry. Like we just feel so bad. And you're like, I appreciate all the support you've always given me. And I don't want you to feel like I don't appreciate that, but I honestly just I have to find a balance. I think that's like the hardest thing is learning to say no and not feeling like you're letting someone down. There's obviously enough clients in the world for you. There's enough clients in the world for every stylist. And so it's like just support them and know that like by releasing a guest that you no longer, you know, offer that service, you're going to bless another stylist by by giving them that client to support their clientele, you know? Yes, so true. So keeping that mindset, I mean, there's a lot of pressure, you guys. It's a lot of pressure to be in this industry. <laughs> and it's like nobody knows unless they're in it. Every every job, every industry has it. But there's so many hats, especially the path you choose to take. Depending on the path you choose depends on the hat you have to wear. <laughs> literally, literally. Speaking of, what is one lesson that this industry has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point? That it is okay to fail and it doesn't have to be looked at as failing. Yes. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like we, we don't, what is it? We don't fail here. We have W's and L's. We win and we learn. That's right. Yes. Yes. That's right. It's so true because if we don't realize that and we don't like have that grit that if it's either going to be a blessing or a lesson for us, either way, so we're going to do it. Like, we'll never know. We'll never know what could come from our business if we never try new things. Yes, so true. What do you think has made you so passionate about doing hair for 15 years? Do you think that you've just been inspired by, like, the ability to change all the time in your career? Like, because obviously – you do adapt well to change. <laughs> I don't know if you know it or not, but from my observations, you can ride that wave pretty well. Um, I might have a little bit of a problem. No, it's good. Like there are so many people like I suck with change. And so I envy that about you. <laughs> my husband might not agree, but thanks. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes, I guess because it, what you said, like I've come to learn that with my personality, I need constant change. And that means different things within my career. Like it could be something small. It could be like, oh, I tried a new clip or I, mm -hmm. <laughs> something little like that. I am not good with like just always having the same old thing. But, you know, 
also my clients and being with them in different environments throughout this career. One of my favorite places to build a bond and build a relationship has been in a suite. I mean, you can relate. There is a different connection in a suite that we have with our clients. Yep. Um, And seeing that confidence grow and especially in a niche down um, area of our career, such as doing extensions, you can see that escalated confidence that we're able to give. And I find that being in a suite with them on this level, they're a lot more vulnerable and they're a lot more open to your suggestions with helping them feel their best self. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the intimacy of someone who is experiencing hair loss, like that appointment is very sacred, is very emotional to come in and show someone like the most vulnerable part of you and be seeking change. And you, there's just some serious connection that happens there when it is in a suite. And even just with our guests in general, I mean, we learn so much about them that, I mean, even just getting new clients like can feel like a good change too. Well, and you never know what you're going, what is going to walk into your door situation-wise on a daily basis. Like the other day I had someone sitting in my chair and we were having a conversation and she just starts crying and being able to shut my door and her have that privacy was just, you could tell that there was a weight lifted off because we never know what someone is dealing with when they walk through that door, whether you're in a big salon, small salon, suite, just any situation that you work in. But having that experience where I can shut the door and have them feel more comfortable, it means everything to me and them. Yeah, it really does. And it makes just like that bond and that connection even stronger, just knowing that they have like somewhere to go and someone that they can trust and rely on and to protect them like during that time. Like, I don't know, there's just so much benefit to to that in general. Well, and then there's the stylist side. Like I never really had the desire to be involved in education until IBE. Yeah. And then if you're not in the community, (laughs) if you've never experienced it, it's one like no other. And it's one that's so inspirational and to see little interactions. I mean, you can meet somebody once in the IBE community and go to a class, for instance. By the end of that class, you've seen them grow and you're like, oh my gosh, like how amazing is that? Like, it's just, it's something that I never really realized I needed out of the this career. And I'm so thankful that I now get to experience it and see it so often. Yeah, it's really, really crazy, like, just to see all the different ways that people can, can, like, shine and, like, really step into their role and just have exactly what they need from this business. I don't know. It's so, like, custom to each of us. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Some of us are just, like, I am just fully submerged in the water, everything, 
And some of us are like, I just want like a little bit. And to know that that's okay throughout the whole community is amazing. Yep. I think that's one of the reasons why I like everything here so much, obviously, just because it is like such a perfect place to be. There's someone to connect to. There's someone who has a journey similar to yours, or maybe there's so many different different opportunities here. Yes. Agreed. So is there anyone in your life that you have seen that is maybe like someone that you admire or someone that would be just considered like an influential person in your life that has impacted you like in a, in a bigger way within your business? I mean, not to, I, yes, in my business because of how supportive they are and encouraging, but probably more on a personal level. And some people know, some people don't, but like my mother-in-law, yeah. I literally could not survive without this woman and I don't know I tell her all the time I'm like I don't know what book you read (laughs) to be such an amazing mother-in-law but I need you to pass it along one day (laughs) she's like seriously I this woman they don't make women like her for sure yes I know I have heard so many great wonderful stories about her Miss Mary, <laughs> I that now like I need to meet her and I need the book that she has because she seems so, so incredible. And I think I, so I, I'm in the same boat as you. I have like a super special mother-in-law who I adore and like thank God every day for because you just never know what you're going to get with a mother-in-law, but to no. have one that is so just like truly like a mom to you is like so amazing. She's golden. I I literally could not survive day to day. I mean, she helps with the boys and that is huge. But I mean, to be able to live with your mother-in-law for three, three and a half years and still like love her to death, like she's an angel. (laughs) I admire that. Like, and I hope everyone else can find that in the relationship with their in-laws because it's like the best thing ever. Really, it is. Yes. Another thing that I want to cover is just like I want to hear more about the growth. Like how have you grown to be different than your old self last year? Like what is the difference between like Amanda 2021 versus Amanda 2022? Has that been like a huge difference that you – can notice I think the biggest difference is Amanda from owning a salon to Amanda now owning a suite and like yeah it's so funny I feel like I've always been confident but I feel like I'm definitely as I get older and as I've experienced different things in the industry and different failures like actually being confident in what is it that I need for my business to grow and be the best self for myself for my now assistant that for the first time ever I have an assistant, which is crazy, as well as my best self for my clients. Yeah. Growth, like there's tremendous growth growth in that mindset as well as just like where I am and the journey that I'm on and mind mindset shift 
Like I Mm. definitely used to have a scarcity mindset and it's insane when you're in it and then you're now removed from it. You're like, Oh, I want everyone to win. Yeah. But used to, I was definitely that. Oh no. Mm -mm. I, everybody's competition. What do you mean you're doing this? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, if I heard, not even going to lie, in the beginning of IBE, if I thought anyone was interested in my area in getting certified, I was like, no, you can't. <laughs> yes. And now I'm like, y'all, we need more stylists. It, like, there's plenty of room. We don't have enough. Get certified. Like, it's such a great thing. It would be hard to open and run a salon if you had that mindset. Not that you knew. I mean, what you don't know, you don't know. So at that point in time, you didn't even know that that was your problem. But it probably did contribute, you know, to a lot of different things. Yeah. I was not in the right mindset to be not only a salon owner, but also to have been opening a really big salon. My focus was not on growing a clientele for a nine chaired staff. Like my, Mm. uh, my focus was, no, I still want to do a lot of hair and I really don't want to do that. Any, any of that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And it was like a slap in the face of you're not in the right place. That would be a lot. I mean, there's a lot of personalities in the room when there's nine chairs. There's just so many things to balance when, you know, you opened it and you just wanted like, cause really I think everyone's intention, I learned this from a fellow stylist. She's not an IBE stylist, but she has poured so much into me and she's an amazing inspiration, I think just for the industry. But she has always said, you know, like the intention is always, that I just want to create a safe place for my business. And I think that that's everyone's goal no matter where they're growing, whether that's an assistant position, a commission position, a booth renter, whatever you are. Like you just want a safe, comfortable place to grow your business. And sometimes you just get carried away and you're like, okay, well, there's nowhere. There's nowhere. So I'm, I just have to open it. It just has to be this. It has to be this way. And it's like, no, let's step back. Let's remove our emotions from this conversation and evaluate just business the hard truth, like what is necessary for it to grow and for it to be successful, which I don't think we started talking about that until like after we all sat at home during quarantine (laughs) and we realized what we were doing wrong. You know what I mean? (laughs) Lots of time to reflect in good and bad ways. Right. Lots of time to reorganize our thoughts there. But yeah, so I feel like there's just so many things that are variable. And so it's hard to predict what would work for someone and what wouldn't work for someone just based on like looking at the outs from the outside looking in. And so it's hard to know where exactly you need to go. So I think when you are able to remove yourself from it and just look at the business wise, the health of the business and keeping a plan Not necessarily that you even need to achieve that specific goal, but having something to look forward to, not just in work, but in life. You have to have something to look forward to. Speaking of mother-in-laws, my mother-in-law said there's like five things in life, you know, and I only remembered one of them. 
(laughs) (laughs) But she says, you need, there's one, two, three, four. And then the fifth one is you need something. (laughs) You always need something to look forward to. Well, I don't forget all of them. You need someone to love. You need someone to care for. And you need, I forgot the other two, and then need something to look forward to. And those are like the pillars of life. And so to like keep you like going, to keep your drive there, yes. keep your energy. And so always keep something to look forward to, whether that's a class, whether that is just two days of work, off work, sitting at home, whether it's spending time outside in the sunshine or spending time outside in the snow. Um, whatever you like, like just make time for that so that you can come back to work feeling rejuvenated. Yes. Cause everybody's way of like charging their battery is different. I don't know how to take a day off. So no. that recharges my battery <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Mine's like the battery that like gets energy from moving like so it's like what came first like you got to move to get the energy um one year I was going to be the energizer bunny for (laughs) Halloween because I genuinely now I'm not quite I'm not on Tia's level of energy but used to I don't know how she keeps it going though (laughs) yeah you know Tia's one of a kind Miss Tia. She is, and I love her. I have my blanket. I've got <gasps> blessed with a blanket. Oh, you guys, if you know Tia, if you've met her, you, then you probably have a blanket from her. She <laughs> gives everybody that she meets a blanket, and I – but she's amazing. And that kind of energy, like, I don't know what that is. That – Tia's crazy. It's a whole different level. It's another but, level. I mean, I, I – it's also so motivating. So when you, if you're someone that thrives off of other people's energy, when you are around someone like Tia, like that's also charging. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's connection. So I find that uh, like me saying, I don't take a day off. I do, <laughs> but I also gain energy by connection. So mm. i there's not a whole, whole lot of time where I'm like, oh, I just need to be alone because I feel like even if it's a bad day, you can sometimes talk it out and you just like recharge, you know? Yeah, that's so true. And so that is something that you should keep in mind when you're evaluating where to go next with your business. Like if you're someone who has to be recharged, like granted, you can probably recharge with your guests, but if you're someone who notices that you, the most of the time, like, you spend connecting with your peers at work is where you get your energy. You know, you wouldn't want to isolate yourself to a suite. There have been lots of people who have gotten that position and it hasn't worked well because it's like, maybe you don't like love connecting with your guests for five and a half hours at their (laughs) reinstall appointment. I mean, I, with most guests can do that, but maybe you're not the person who can and that's not, a bad thing that doesn't mean anything about you, but just keep in mind that you won't have anywhere to escape. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think too, like that's something that I didn't kind of realize whenever I went into the first suite was I was Mm. literally in a box. Like I am not meant to have a desk job to sit at a cubicle (laughs) with no windows. And that is 
in my mind, comparable to if I had a desk job at a cubicle with no windows. And whenever I was looking at moving into the suite, the one that I picked, part of the reason why I picked it was because I didn't want to feel like I've outgrown it in two seconds. So I picked one bigger than I actually needed. It had three windows. So like I go to work every day and I get recharged by my guest Mm -hmm. with the connection, but I also have my window space. It's like those things that I've learned along the way that how am I going to work better? Even on my bad days, because you know, we have to just show up like what is going to be more enjoyable to go in on those bad days? What is going to make your day flow? And then having people that also recharge your energy. Keeping that in mind when you're taking a new guest, like be stingy. Time, I know Mm -hmm. um, Britt Siva shared this on an episode of her podcast recently. Um, There's always going to be more money, she says. There's always more money, Um, but there's not more time. Time is not something that you get back. So you have to be stingy with that. You have to be stingy with who you share your time with. And those are the things that – like I said, you don't get back. So put yourself in the position and then weigh out if those people are worth your energy and with worth like your time and if they will contribute to to that. And be, you know, be really, really honest and don't feel guilty about that because ultimately it's better for everyone if you separate yourself if things aren't going well. So um, be very, very honest and move fast, act fast. (laughs) And like literally just every situation, you never know. One day it might be right. The next day it might not. And like, it took me so long to finally be okay with no longer owning a salon because for the longest time I thought I was a failure. No. And the longest time I was like, oh my gosh, like, what is everybody going to think of you? And then like, I finally shifted my mindset. I was like, oh my gosh, what kind of, what lesson did I learn from this? What, how did I grow out of that situation? And once I shifted that mindset, it went from such a negative experience to it's one of the greatest lessons that I've ever learned about myself and my career and everything. Well, and not only that, but I mean, I know this story about you and I forcefully make you share it everywhere we go. (laughs) No, not really. I mean, I do though, because I think it's so important and like, it's such like that experience is so, so bad, but it was, it's now it's so good because it's really shaped who you are. And I admire that about you. And I know that there's other salon owners out there who feel like they're absolutely drowning for no reason. They are holding tight to this title, to this label for no reason. Their business is drowning. Their mind is drowning. The people working for them are probably drowning, you know? And so I, I want you and I, I share, I push you to share it all the time, mainly because I know that there are people out there who need to hear it. And nobody, I feel like, has shared a story like that. Um, and so I think it's a really, really good message to those who may be struggling. Even if you move into a suite and you're like, screw this, I need to be a Boothroner again. Like, make those changes accordingly. Like, we are all 
changing every single day. Our lives are changing every single day. Our clients are changing every single day. The services we offer change. And so why is it a big deal if our environment changes? Like it's not. thousand percent. It's not. I think I heard you say one time, no, I don't know if it was you that said it or like just conversation, but nobody cares about you more than you. So yes. like in our head, these stories that we tell people, oh, if, if I go from being a salon owner to being a booth owner again, what is that? Everybody's going to think I'm a failure. Everyone's like, everyone's going to have an opinion of me. No client's going to want to come to me. Like no one's telling themselves or saying that about you. And if they are, you know what? That's not your person to be around anyway. You know? Exactly. It's, it's exactly so, right. Like nobody cares about you more than you. And so you, you dissect yourself and your business with a fine tooth comb. Like you're looking for lice. Okay. No one else is looking for lice up in your business like that. No one else is. And if they are, then they're the lice that's in your business. Um, and you need to remove them. But, um, <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm like, that. do people, is, can people even follow that? Like, was that even an actual thought process? As long as it's not real lice up in your salon, this is, <laughs> this is like theoretical life. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that. That is a great what what is that called? Um not a comparison, analogy? Yeah, analogy. Yeah. That's, yeah. I couldn't I think of it. I love that analogy. <laughs> yes. I mean, so we evaluate ourselves and hold ourselves to the standard, which that's for another day, but I yeah. like we hold ourselves to this standard and all of that, but mainly because you know, we want to be the best we want to be the best. We want to be good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but give yourself grace at all times. Yes. Like if something comes to you and you're like, man, I should have, should have, would have, could have just stop and move on. Like take a L, take a learn from it and <laughs> move forward and tuck it in your pocket and hold on to that experience and use it as insight. Growth. Yeah. As growth. It, seriously, every bad situation, there's something that that is good that can come out of it. A lot of times it's just a mindset shift. Yep. That's right. And that's like even something in my in my five minute journal. It talks about three amazing things that, like in the evening portion. It goes over three amazing things that happened today. And then it, at the bottom, it says, how could I have made today even better? And so that mm -hmm. is forcing your mind to think, okay, this was bad, but how could I have, how could I have changed it? And so it forces you to plan and to strategize and think about making things better when things go different than you planned. Oh yeah. I mean, that's every morning. It never goes as planned, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's just one day like the next. Oh, when the day starts off wrong, like with the first client, you're like, okay, okay. Let's just call it well, quits. Well, it's usually my kids. Like, what <laughs> what mood are my kids going to wake up in? And then by the time I get to the salon, my clients just turn it around. So I'm like, thanks, guys. That's growth, Amanda. That's that growth mindset that you've grown to. I love that. Uh, kid, kids are like no other. I guess I don't know if it's them that just made me shift it or if it's life. <laughs> I love that. And I like that, you know – 
give yourself that grace and don't feel disappointed or ever feel like you're falling off the track or that you're not on the right path or that you're behind or that this or that. It's important to remember that growth is not linear. Most times it's going to be two steps forward, one step back. You know, there are going to be those highs and lows when it comes to working on our goals and growing our business. That's just like one thing that's guaranteed. And so you have to respect and trust that process and be patient and give yourself compassion and know that, you know, if you have to pivot and assess your goals and make them more realistic and adjust them, that's okay. That's part of like seeing a setback and making it an opportunity. Yes, that is true and true. (laughs) Yes, I love that. This has been so amazing. I've loved chatting with you and I love this story that you share. And I think that you're an inspiration to so many, even maybe not even just like people who have experienced hardships or people who are anticipating some changes. Like you're an inspiration to so many in the industry. And as you go on and as you continue to grow, like you'll just continue to be that pillar in this IBE community that you are, which we all admire and adore you so much. And I really, really can't imagine even what's coming in your future. I know that you have so many fun things planned and I'm really excited to be here along the way and watch it all come to fruition. Can you imagine if we never took that random Vegas trip last year? Like, would we even be as close as we are? I'm sure we would have, but like, not like this, like... Me and Amanda, we're like uh, bed buddies, you know, (laughs) we're always like, we could share a bed, we'll sleep on the couch, we'll do whatever, we're just down to go. Yeah, it's great. So good. So if you guys need a friend in the IB community, definitely make sure you have gone and followed Amanda.DistilledHairCo on Instagram. She's amazing. If you guys need any help or suggestions ever, she's definitely your girl. She is so helpful and accommodating. So definitely check if her I out. If I don't answer right away, I am not ignoring you guys. Yeah. Notifications mean nothing though. <laughs> right. You can double text her if you need to. Yes, always. <laughs> I'm volunteering her. She's like, probably like, Tori, shut up. No. No, do it because I I don't see notifications. So thank y'all. Yes, thank you guys all for listening. If you guys um, loved and enjoyed this episode as much as we did, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. I want to thank you guys all for hanging out with, with us today and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Bye guys. Bye.